Good evening, everybody. Hello, and welcome back to the Heart to Heart podcast. I am your host, Aaron Quevedo, and this week's guest is our district superintendent, Mr. Mike Coleman. We're going to discuss the Heart District's recent decision to extend the possible dates for our return to school and what that's going to look like moving forward. But before that, I would like to take this opportunity to remind you that if you would like to be a guest on this very podcast, you can head over to our Instagram at Heart to Heart Podcast and hit the link in our bio to fill out an application and we might contact you to have you on. All right, let's get to it. Mr. Coleman, great to talk to you again. Hey, great to be here, Aaron. Thank you for the invitation. Of course, you know, district superintendent, it's a, it's an honor to have you. Happy to help out. Sure. Yeah. All right. So yeah, let's just uh, jump right in here. Uh, for context, can you um, just explain um, all the decisions that the board has been making these last couple of months, where we're at on um, returning to a blended model? Um, yes. Everything. Go ahead. Yeah. Good, good questions because it can get a little confusing. So I'll give a quick summary. Mm-hmm. Boy, it seems like we've packed so much into the last six months to a year. Yeah. So, um, you know, this past, you, of course, last spring, you know, we had an emergency situation where we, you know, we all learned about COVID-19 and we went on that sort of a, a emergency online. And that was sort of, a, you know, to be perfectly honest, as, as proud as I am of the work of our staff and our students, it really was a bit of a Band-Aid. You know, we, we didn't have yeah. time to prepare. And so but it became clear as we went through the summer that, you uh, you know, that, that the question of returning anytime soon was um, unclear. So on June 30th, the governing board uh, made the decision to tell staff to begin planning uh, in earnest fully to, uh, for a blended slash online option for families. And so I think everyone understands that families have the choice of either actually remaining online at some point or um, that uh, students could could be part of a blended model where um, half of the time, effectively, they would mm-hmm. be on campus and half time they would be uh, uh, home doing their work online so that we would reduce the number of students on campus and therefore minimize the spread of COVID-19. Yeah. So that was June 30th. And then as we approached the sort of the midway through the summer, heading toward the end of summer, it became clear to me that uh, we were not likely to be able to return. Uh, and uh, in fact, in some ways, we weren't ready. We weren't ready, not in ter- not because of our lack of effort and, and preparation, but we weren't ready because the, the, the rules hadn't been clearly communicated to us. And all of the pieces that we were, that it became clear to us that we would need all the personal protective equipment and kind of the guidelines, they, they weren't in place yet. And so on July 15th, the board made a decision that we would temporarily, for a period of five weeks, uh, start the school 100% online. Uh, the anticip- the idea was that we would be able to return on September 14th to that blended slash online model that we began planning for earlier. Mm-hmm. Well, as what has happened uh, through this whole process was we made the decision on July 15th, and then two days later, the, the state of California came out with a new criteria to determine when we would be able to return. It was called a watch list. And uh, LA County being a big county was uh, in a on the watch list and therefore it was communicated to us at, at that point that we were not able to return to, uh, to blended learning. And um, on August 28th, that watch list changed to a 
a, a different mechanism called the blueprint for a safer economy, where now they use these colored tiers to tell us whether we can return or not. All that to say, whether we use the watch list or the colored tiers, we have not met the criteria to be able to return to school in person on September 14th. Yeah. So um, we are, what we did this last board meeting was we said um, that we anticipate, of course, at some point in the future, we are going to be able to be eligible to return. We don't know when that will be, but we wanted to, to establish an orderly transition back to uh, hopefully an, the norm someday. And we wanted to make sure that when we did make that change, that it wasn't in the middle of like the, the semester of the grading period. So the board yeah. said, if we're able to return, the next available date would be October 19th. The reason is because that corresponds with our grading period and yeah. the first quarter. Uh, and if we're not able to on October 19th, the next logical time we could would be November 16th. That's the end of the second progress report. Mm -hmm. And after that, we probably would be finishing the semester in an online capacity. So I know that yeah. sounds a little confusing, but mm -hmm. in short, we've been trying to plan. We've been told that we're not allowed to return yet. And so we have now dates on the calendar that we could potentially make the transition in the future if we're eligible. And the idea was to make that less of a question mark for students and families so they can start yeah. sort of setting their mind on what potential start dates could be uh, in the future. Long answer. Sorry, it was too, uh, if it was no, too it's complicated. All right. so. No, it's perfect. Um, yeah, I think that's really important because, you know, everybody has their own kind of outlook on how long this lasts. Some people are, you know, is like, oh, we'll be back to school in, in, five weeks and some people are like, Oh, this isn't over until the middle of June next year. Right. And we're not going back, you know, um, everybody's got a different idea in their heads as to when we might be able to go back and mm -hmm. being able to kind of be able to plan some of the things, um, for when we do go back all on the same page is really, um, is really good. Other than the, the County watch list, mm -hmm. the, the factors that went into the, that decision to go into, the recent decision to extend the date to the grading periods. Yeah. Um, can you give us a little bit of the behind the scenes on um, how that got brought up and things like that? Sure. Well, uh, it, the, it got brought up the way things have been working recently within the state of California, where to be honest with you, it was a bit of a surprise. Um, we were planning, we, we, it became clear to us that it was unlikely that we were going to be eligible to return on, on September 14th, like we had originally intended. We were waiting for final word from the, the state and the county whether we'd met that criteria. But when we were reading the numbers, the trends, it did not look like we were going to be there. And so we started thinking, well, let's help families and help teachers and help students by placing some benchmarks in place of potential dates that we could return. And uh, so we looked to make that decision. And, and soon thereafter, a day or so after, uh, we <clears throat> learned from the state that they changed their criteria. Mm. The criteria, again, is uh, it went from a watch list to these colored tiers. We're in the purple tier. We have to move to the red tier. You can look that up online. But really what, what we need to know is that the, the, they're measuring the number of people out of every 100,000 in the county of Los Angeles um, each day who are... Um, 
diagnosed with positive, uh, have a positive COVID diagnosis. So it's the number of people out of 100,000 in our county. And we have to be below a certain number. And in, in particular, we have to be below uh, seven out of every 100,000. And we're above that now. I think we're at 13 per every 100,000. And uh, so we have to get that number down in order for us to move into that uh, lower tier, which would enable us to start that blended model that we talked yeah. about. And if we, if we were to get off the county watch list, would there be any more, does the district have any more specific um, guidelines that we needed to meet before we were able to go back to school on those dates? Great question, Aaron. That, that in order for anybody to return, once they're eligible, it doesn't mean that we can just open the doors and you know allow half the students in. We have some very specific guidelines that if we could summarize them, they have to do with social distancing. They have to do with masks and they have to yep. do with um, things like washing our hands. Um, so the very specific guidelines. If, if students were to return, all students would have to wear masks. All adults would have to wear masks all the time. We have to maintain six feet of distance between students. So we've had to re-engineer classrooms to put tape, you know, big X marks on certain desks to make sure that students, when they're seated in classes, will will be uh, consistently at least six feet uh, away from one another. And we have to have hand washing stations and hand gel, you know, the antibacterial stuff that we're all familiar with all throughout the campus. That's a very simplified version of a plan that we have to have in place. But that's happening at all the schools in the district right now, the planning for that. Okay. So if you had the chance to go take a look at a certain classrooms, you'd see some of them have had some desks removed to, okay. to maintain the six feet of space. You'd see that we have um, these, these mechanisms that uh, they're no-touch um, antibacterial um, dispensers where you, you can walk up and you press something with your foot and it dispenses on your hand. We have those around the, the campus yeah. So those are the pieces that have to be in place in order for us to return once we're eligible. Mm -hmm. And when we do return, um, would that be a full return meeting, like extracurriculars and things, sports still being able to practice, or were, will those things that are you know extracurricular outside of school, would those be coming in at a later date? Um, is there a plan on that? Yeah, hey, great question. These are such good questions. Just today we met and we're finalizing plans soon, Aaron. Soon we're going to be, we are able to allow some of our extracurricular um, sports and activities. Um, they are able to return in a limited capacity to mm -hmm. do um, conditioning, um, not to, to practice football or basketball, but yeah. they can do conditioning type drills as long as we do them outside and we maintain that six feet of distance. There's other things like um, you, you can have kind of small pods of students that, that continue to work together so you don't continue mixing, you know, different kids with, okay. yeah. with other students. And that could start, I want to be very clear about this, we're trying to put the finishing touches in on this, yep. but that could start as early as September 21st. Wow, That's okay. It's not official, but I'm giving you, Aaron, kind of the... Uh, Inside yeah, awesome. that we're, um, we're, we're aiming towards September 21st. We have to do some training with coaches. We have to communicate yep. that to parents. But if all things come together, we will be able to start some conditioning. And uh, the idea is we will start with fall sports. We'll, we will test things, make sure that we have all the mm -hmm. systems going the right way. 
and then we'll start bringing on some of those other sports and activities again only for conditioning but yeah. i think that's important because it will get kids back um you know in some ways together and doing activities yeah, together which are healthy mental health you know physical activity mm-hmm. yeah so during this lockdown period uh kind of branching off what you mentioned with sports we've really seen the, the issue of mental health obviously becoming um, increasingly important. Um, I know even before the pandemic, the district was making steps towards helping out um, students who struggle with mental health, you know, um, yeah. wellness centers and, you know, just a bigger spotlight on the issue. Um, are there any new plans this year or specific plans this year to address uh, mental health while we're in quarantine? Yeah, well, I, I just wanted to commend you for asking that question. To me, this is my greatest concern. Um, we're, we're going to get through the challenges of you know, the, the change in how we deliver the curriculum, we'll get through that. Yeah. Um, and the other things that I worry about mental health because everybody having to deal with this enforced isolation, it has an impact. And, you know, I guess the message that I would send to students and families is uh, do not suffer alone. Don't suffer in silence, reach out. What we've tried to do is we've tried to make it very easy, simple, for families to know how to get in contact with counselors mm. uh, who can direct you to many resources that we have in our district to take care of people's, um, to help to come alongside with their mental health um, you know, supports. So yeah. um, we have some limitations on what we can or can't do in person, but we've been able to translate a lot of those services, the counseling, um, the supports, to to do some of that online and uh, it's really it's a matter of trying to connect people with those resources so aaron whatever you can do to get the word out we've Definitely. tried to do, uh, for example we've 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 gone over our websites and the counseling for, in particular to make sure that um it's very clear just one click away to s- say how mm-hmm. do i get in touch with my counselor um you know at what time do i can i make contact with them um and uh we have people standing at the ready to help you know, in any way that we possibly can. Yeah. So, so that's to the school websites for that information. Yes. Yeah, definitely. We've, um, especially with the podcast, you know, with, with this platform, I've been trying to, uh, get the word out. We had Zoe Titus from the sailboat project, um, which is a, a new, uh, thing at heart this year. They're trying, um, specifically advocating for mental health and things like that in the district. Um, but definitely, yeah. Uh, reach out if, if you're needing help for, as you said, somebody to come alongside you to those counselors, um, especially now. Yeah. Well, that's all I have. Um, Mr. Coleman, uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Hey, it's my pleasure, Aaron. Thank you for, um, putting this together and bring, you know, up some, what I think some very pertinent, um, interesting and important topics for people. Anything I can do to help you, um, let me know. Definitely. All right. Um, yeah, but before we go, do you have any final encouragement um, for Heart District students right now? Yeah, I was just thinking about this. Uh, I want you all to reflect and remember and hold to the fact that this is not forever. This is temporary, what we're going yeah. through. There will be changes in the way we do things, and there may be some good changes that come from this. We may learn uh, how we can use technology to enhance what we're doing, but the period that we're in is temporary. And I remember being younger and feeling like time was, it, um, I think it felt like it moved a lot more slowly when I was younger, <laughs> because every year that you're in high school counts for so much. So while my heart breaks for the fact that some of, uh, that 
all of you or uh, all of us are having to deal with this. Um, I do want people to take comfort and hope from the fact that, um, you know, that this is not forever. And indeed, um, you know, I don't know whether it's in October or December or in, in the fall of next year. I sincerely believe that, you know, we can see the dawn. It's out there that we're yeah. going to be able to start returning and tasting a little bit more of kind of what the norm is. So hang in there, keep working hard, redeem the time that you have now, make the best of what we have. And let's look forward to a date when we can all return to, uh, you know, uh, to something a little bit more closer to normal. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Once again, thanks for coming on the podcast. I'd be glad to have you on anytime. All right, Aaron. Have a great day. All right. And thank you for listening to the Heart to Heart podcast. Uh, make sure you go follow us on Instagram at Heart to Heart podcast, as well as on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else podcasts are available. And as always, this conversation has been from the heart. Have a good week, you guys. Somebody